Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. Hello, hello. This episode is about companionship, and companionship is the eighth C, and it's the second C underneath the section of love. So there's meditation, purification, and love, and there's three C's underneath each. And that's the inner peace practice. If you're just tuning in, you know, it would probably be in your best interest to go back. <laughs> go back and, and get a taste of everything because it all comes together and forms into a practice. With me today is Keisha and Tina. Hello. Hi. I, I got you both with me today. <laughs> and so companionship, what's the first thing you think of when you think of that word? Companionship, like people, like friends. Like, yeah, like a your, your, um, a relationship. Yeah, relationship. A close relationship. Somebody that you're with a lot. Mm-hmm. Your husband. Mm-hmm. Your kid. I think of it as when I'm older, I want companionship. Right, right. Okay. Well, yeah, I think the whole section of love in general, people um, view it as marriage or, you know, being with a partner. But that's not really what it is. And so companionship really breaks that down. Um, Companionship is... In most cases, it's bonded by commonality. Let's say you were a traveler. Maybe you live in an RV and you travel from place to place to place to place. And one place, you're only there for a month and you meet two people that you have a lot in common. And so you hit it off with them and you have that companionship and then, boom, you move on to the next place and you meet two new people. Mm-hmm. And you might have something in common with them and you hit it off with them. But the two people that you met before, now maybe you get their number and you stay in contact, but maybe you don't. Either way, it was companionship for that time. So companionship isn't necessarily something that's long. Mm. You could be, a, and, and right back to hospice. Yeah. Hospice. True. Okay. Being a hospice volunteer, I mean, it's it's not it's not for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you know a companion for however many weeks or months, and then that's it. There's something about commonality that brings people together. And another, this happened to me a few weeks ago. I brought my car in to get fixed, and I saw the the mechanic had um had a New York Giants thing, and I'm a Giants fan, so I was like, ah, yeah. So boom, mm-hmm. fifteen minute conversation, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Otherwise, I would have been like, oh, thank you, see you later. But we had an extra fifteen minute conversation based off of this one commonality. I'll probably never see this guy again. 
So for 15 minutes, we had companionship. We had a, a common purpose in a conversation. And this happens throughout our life. Companionship might be able to be something a little longer. Friends. But remember, commonality is the glue. But do do a person, do you really need to have um, something that much in common to be, you know, a true companion? Remember, our purpose is to achieve inner peace. Oh, yeah, true. So if you're spending loads amounts of time with someone that you have nothing in common with and it's kind of an abrasive relationship, then that's not inner peace. Okay, so that's conflictual. <laughs> okay, but yeah, but as a hospice volunteer, as you mm-hmm. know, yeah. even uh, I w- I'm a former hospice nurse. Right. I didn't have anything in, in common. In common, right, right. With well, I guess in the we had a common goal. Right. I guess if you want to say that. Sure. But, like, to say that we had anything really in common right. and personally, no, we right. did not. Right. The only thing that, we, I guess the, I guess you can say the common goal was to achieve that their family died with dignity. Right, right. And and every now and again, you might hit it off with a patient, right? Mm-hmm. Every now and then, I did hit it off with a patient. Yeah. If they were awake and alert. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, and oriented, but... Um, right. But if they were not, it was right. I had more. Um, I had more, probably more relationships with. If they were in a nursing home, I had more relationships with the actual people that were working in the right. facility. Right. Or their families. Yeah, or their families. families. Yeah. Right. So uh, companionship is important. Think about all the seniors that go to senior centers. Mm-hmm. What are they going there for? Companionship. companionship. They're finding people. Yeah. Um, they're meeting people. That's why they're susceptible to telemarketers and scams and stuff because they just want to talk to somebody and they get that companionship even on the phone. They're lonely. Yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, maybe, perhaps, yeah. You know, we see, uh, I see this at the, the, the ashrams and the monasteries. You, you go to an ashram or a monastery, it's you have something in common with all of them because it's not a place that a normal person goes to. Mm. So it's like automatic, right? There for a common purpose. Which you just said for the hospice mm-hmm. is kind of a similar thing. There's a common purpose there. Yeah. You know? Um, isn't it interesting? How does this relate to our friends? Mm. Sometimes we have friends that aren't companions. Mm-hmm. And that's why it doesn't say friendship, it says companionship. companionship. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. You might have a friend that you've been friends with for 30 years and you just don't have much in common or you grew apart. Mm -hmm. And in that case, they're more like a cousin. Mm -hmm. Now they're like a cousin. Yeah. And you see them at the reunion. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Now they're like family Mm -hmm. and they're just a cousin. You see them once or twice a year and you fulfill your, (laughs) your your (laughs) obligation. (laughs) Right. But a companion somebody enjoy being around a companion somebody you can hop on the phone with and talk for talk an hour, for an hour. Yeah. a companion is someone that you can put in time with 
because there's commonality there that glues it together mm -hmm. and you actually enjoy it. Enjoy it. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the difference. And that is a big part of the section of love in this inner peace practice. Um, part of having peace is having people that you can really enjoy. Now, I noticed that with my friends. I mean, I have, I got a solid 10 friends that I've known forever, mm -hmm. you know. And I talk to two or three more than I talk to the other seven or eight, mm -hmm. you know. So it's just a commonality. When you're young, you got everything in common. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're riding bikes. And everyone is your best friend. You, <laughs> you just got your driver's license. Yeah. You know, you're you're trying to hook hook up with the opposite sex you got stuff to talk about everything is because you're on the journey together right and you get into your 30s and 40s and you I know start growing, you right. start growing mm -hmm. maybe you have your own family yeah what's there to talk about yeah and a lot of times the glue that keeps you and an old friend together is nostalgia problems. nostalgia and problems mm -hmm. sure problems because it's like oh, I'm going to vent to this person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I feel a sense of guilt too like when yeah. I'm not especially now especially because now when I'm, I'm married now mm -hmm. and I got married in August and it feels like since I got married and I stuck this ring on my finger it's just like boom like like my friends that I had I, I'm not as close. I feel like I'm not as close as mm -hmm. them with them anymore. So I always like throw these um, little get togethers now. Mm -hmm. uh, once a month, I try to do it, or once every other month, just to try to bring them together mm -hmm. and bring us together because I miss mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, but I know we all have our lives. I know we all have different lives. And I know that I think sometimes they have a sense, they feel like, oh, she's married now. So she doesn't need our companionship, or she doesn't need us anymore. Mm -hmm. So, because she has her husband now. Yeah, so. th I mean that's. I think that's a general thing that happens mm -hmm. almost all the time. That's that's why you see a lot of couples being friends with couples. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I've noticed that uh, with with um, one of my cousins who's married and they hang out with other couples. Mm -hmm. They're new companions that have met that they've met. And so the old friends with the nostalgia, they get thrown to the back, mm -hmm. you know? Um and rightfully so. Rightfully so. We're supposed to keep growing. We're supposed to keep making new companions. Mm -hmm. You never know where another companion's going to come from, and sometimes that companion could be for 15 minutes. Just like me and the New York Giant guy at the, at the car <laughs> shop. Yeah, it's funny. I was always, like, friends with the same people, you know, still am from, like, high school, middle school, uh, until I had my daughter. And then I have a bunch of new friends from her introducing me or, you know, from meeting her um, friends' mothers. And then, like, we get our own little companionship and yeah. grow with them. Yeah. With the ones that you click with. So Sure. But then, there, again, but there's people in your life that are meant to be in your life for yeah. a certain amount of time. Right, for and a, then, a lesson. Yeah, it's like a lesson. Mm -hmm. so, the, so they're mm -hmm. supposed to be your companion for that, that moment, right. for that amount of time, mm -hmm. and then 
you gotta learn then then you have to you have to kind of let you yeah you got to kind of let them go because they're no longer serving a purpose Mm -hmm. it sounds kind of bad though like yeah well you can wish them well still and still have love for them and everything Mm -hmm. but say bye well but it's hard as your interests change Mm -hmm. your companions should change change too Mm -hmm. so you know if you start getting really serious about spirituality then if you go to church every Sunday, you're going to meet new companions mm-hmm. and you're going to have something in common with them and it'll grow. If you go to a Zen monastery or an ashram, you're going to meet people. You're, you're going to meet people. It's just how it goes. If you go live in a, a commune type environment in the community, you're going to meet people. You're going to grow with people. And the people that you had as companions back home or whatever, you know, they they sort of get pushed to the back because it's all about what you're doing now. Yeah. It's all about the present. I actually have a friend who's mad at me right now for that. She says that I replaced her with people that I, she sees the pictures of me at the gym with new people. She says mm-hmm. I replaced her because I originally met her at the gym like oh, 10 years ago. Yeah. So she's actually like upset with me over that. I'm like, well. Is that a sorry. guilt trip or is she legit? No, she really is, but oh, okay. like, well, I don't know. You can't. You're not replaceable, but I can get new friends and you know different hobbies. Right, right, and that that happens if you you go to a gym often. You you might. You're gonna hang out with somebody that you yeah. sat there and ate bad food with before. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Just, things just you're change. Right. As you change, your companions your will companions change. change. Yeah, that's just it. Mm-hmm. Now think about the whole transition of eating. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when. Uh, when your diet changes, mm-hmm. your surrounding your surrounding people will change, and you'll meet new people that eat similar, and you have something to relate on. And I've said this before, and Keisha, we used you as an example of sometimes you can be in a relationship, and that relationship could go south off of diet alone. Yeah, and that's what started my demise. Yeah, and so yeah, that was mine too. Yeah, the, the prior to um. Me getting back with Mike, I was with another Mike. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> and you um, love Mikes. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and um, and he said that he says it was basically because he was like, "Oh, you're," because he felt like I was watching what he was eating, mm-hmm. and that I would see what he was eating, and he felt kind of bad because I was eating a certain way, and then he couldn't. He said, "I can't help but to." What did he say? He didn't say hate, but it was something like that. I can't help but to hate on you for you, you know, doing that. You know, Mm -hmm. you're eating this Mm -hmm. way and, you know, you're going to become this other person. And then you're not going to, you know, want to be with me anymore and all this stuff. So it was kind of weird. And you're not the only one. I saw it happen a bunch of times with clients. And, uh. That's why I always kind of joke around that, you know, diet is the new religion. If two people that were hardcore Christians got married and then one of them converted to Islam, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. would it would be probably an issue. Right. Yeah. Probably a deal breaker. <laughs> so if two people that eat chicken wings and pizza and get together and they, they 
form their relationship on that and then someone says no i'm going vegan or you know i just want to eat fruit then that could be a problem you know what's funny too he saw my relationship crumble him demise like he saw it like like he saw it like it was don't he said don't be surprised if (laughs) now does your husband um now eat like you no he doesn't. But that's, that's how I but feel now. Like I don't. He's not, to, but he's not. It's um, not an issue for him. It's not an issue for yeah. him. He does partake in like if I'm making something or whatever. He like he likes the stuff that I make and he'll mm-hmm. you know he'll eat it and everything. Uh, but he's not. Um, he's not like trying to go in this direction. He likes to eat what he eats and right. that's it. But it doesn't. But he understands and respects what you right. eat. He respects yeah. what so I eat. That's right. A big so it's not like so. he's he and he's all for me doing what I need to do mm-hmm. and, you know, with my eating and what right. I do and stuff. He's all for that. Like, he's very supportive of that. So, so right. The common – and we see divorces happening because one person grows in a different direction, mm-hmm. right? And that companionship goes down the drain. Well, that's what it's all about when relationships, you know, marriages, that type of relationship works out well is if you – are lucky enough to grow together. Yeah. Well, all ships can sink. Right. Mm-hmm. Relationships, friendships, mm-hmm. companionships, mm-hmm. ships sink. Titanic, slight Titanic. Yeah. So. But companionship is is really important to this inner peace thing, and one of the positives of social media mm-hmm. is groups. Yeah. Facebook groups have become a very big thing over the years, and so a lot of people can get into a group and meet all sorts of people, and there's commonalities. And well, you know, e- even my old dad, who doesn't have many any companions, <laughs> he goes in because he's an ex, you know, tradesman, ex electrician. He goes, he found it. I suggested it to him like five years ago. Find the Facebook group, you know. He has a little electricity group, <laughs> and he goes in there, and he, he, you know, he makes fun of the young guys. These young guys, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but he's, you know, he's in a group. So I have a group that I'm in that's I love it so much. It's um ravers from the '90s in New England, mm-hmm. and like we all talk on there, and re- we can relate to. Because ravers were like the hippies of the 90s. Mm-hmm. People think of it in bad ways, but it wasn't like that. Um, and now even like we have a thing at the Bushnell every year where we all meet up. And even if you've never met the person before or you did, like everybody just like automatically loves each other because we all went through that phase of life together. And we can only understand what that was like because we were in it. And it's like cool to be able to, if it wasn't for Facebook, we would have never right. you know, seen each other again. So. Right. Right. There's people from middle school I talked to that I would have never seen again. Sure. You know, that's, sure. That's a good thing about social media. Yeah, that's one of the positives. You know, you can really meet people. Only. You can really meet people. I've I have companions now that I've met online ten years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm still cool with them. Yeah. Some of them I've never even met in real life. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just a companion. You talk. You know, mm-hmm. and with the with the the advancement of voice notes. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't even have to give someone your phone number anymore. Oh, yeah. You could send them a little voice note. Mm-hmm. You know, I sing to people all the time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. So, what about with uh, animals? That's the same. Yes, thing. yes, companionship. Uh, you know, a lot of studies suggest that 
older people live longer when they 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 got a dog. Mm-hmm. Just older people or a cat. Well, well, they give them to people for therapeutic reasons. Yeah, they do. Give them. They use they use um dogs for hospice. In, yeah, for mm-hmm. hospice. But they also use dogs like um, nursing homes have a mm-hmm. lot of. They have like the centered um, pet mm-hmm. where people and, can bring their pets in. Yeah, too, or they bring their pets in. Um, but the like the recreation person is usually the person that's in charge of the mm-hmm. dog or whatever. But they bring the dogs in for therapeutic stuff yeah. for their residents that are there that are living there because you know. A lot of them don't have families that come and visit them, or some of them can't get out of bed, so they bring the dog in, and mm-hmm. um, as long as they get, obviously, consent from the patient, you know, the dog can come in a room and visit them, and sometimes they even, you know, let the dogs, you know, get up on the bed with them mm-hmm. so that they can give them a little snuggle, and, mm-hmm. and even that helps them. It really them. is. So it helps them. Yeah. yeah. Um, they can help people's health because yeah. some people don't have friends they don't have other companions and that's what they got they got their dog mm-hmm. and when their dog passes away it's a major yeah it's it a, it's a really major grieving it process is. my sister and my brother-in-law when their dog passed away it was devastating to them they didn't even they they're not ready like he's been gone for about three years they're not even ready for another dog right. yet right not right. at all because right. they're like you know it it, it, it was, that was hurtful for them cause, right and especially because my sister didn't even want him in the first place when they first got, when mm-hmm. they first got him and then he grew on her because she you know when she was sick he would just climb up on the couch with her or on the bed with her while she mm-hmm. is sick and he would you know was there with her and she she didn't take it too well like it it, it was sure, really sure. devastating to her sure yeah so. a friend who um, he doesn't have a lot of friends. I'm probably his closest friend, and he has like a, two sisters and his parents, and that's about it. He's not like a very social person, and he had a dog, and for like five or six years, and then um, the dog we he had to put it to sleep. I actually like dropped everything I was doing to go to Rhode Island to be there with him because I knew it was gonna be devastating. And after that, it made him like just totally lose his mind. Right. So you see how people are searching for companionship. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the inner peace practice, it's important to keep companionship circling. You don't just have two companions and say, oh, these are my two companions. Mm -hmm. That's not how you get inner peace. You have to keep growing and you have to keep connecting with people. Connection, connection is the cure, so to speak. You got to keep connecting with people, and you got to keep. It's part of being human. Is to be able to relate with somebody. It doesn't mean that they have to become a part of your family. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they even have to come over for dinner. Mm-hmm. People have this misconception because they have it in their head that. You have a friend, and they elevate to family status, and then family status is you can come to my house and eat dinner, and you can know my kids. No, no, no. That's not companionship. That's not companionship. Mm. Companionship is just when you have something in common with someone, and you enjoy it. It's that simple. Mm. You know, another term that goes with this that's part of companionship, if we're playing with words here, 
is fellowship. And the definition of fellowship is friendly association, especially with people who share one's interests. Hmm. Now, what's the definition of companionship? It's a feeling of fellowship or friendship. The key word there is a feeling. A feeling of. In other words, this person, this companion isn't necessarily a friend. They're a companion. It feels like a friendship. But it can last 15 minutes or 15 years. You see the difference? Friends bring drama. Mm-hmm. Companion Every relationship brings drama. Companionships don't bring drama. Is that because you keep people who are your companions at arm's length and so therefore they don't you keep, you you don't you only allow them in but so much and that's it? Uh, you could make a case for that. Mm-hmm. You could make a case, but obviously there's different levels like we talked about with dogs. Mm-hmm. A dog is a companion. The dog brings drama in the sense that it's going to die. It's going to bring drama. Um, it also may bring drama in the sense that it might... Pee on the floor. Yeah, pee on the floor, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh. You know, whether it's drama or mm-hmm. not. If you're constantly arguing with somebody, then obviously that's toxic, and you shouldn't continue that and move on. Well, if you're arguing with else. someone, then it's probably a relationship. Yeah, it's, or probably a friendship. it's not a companionship, he's saying. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm trying to emphasize that companionship is something different. Because companions you won't argue with. Companions you're not going to, no. you're not going to, they don't, they're not going to, they're not people who are going to make or break you. No. Start, when you start divulging information about yourself to someone who's your companion, they're no longer your companion anymore. They're now mm. your, you think, your friend. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote. Yes. So then your friend can't be a companion? Your your spouse can't be a companion? Well, some friends are companions. I mean, we're just playing with words here. Right. And you remember words are useless, pretty much. They're uh, complicated. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the truth is always in silence. So if you want to know who your companion is, you go in the silence, you go in the, the conscious eye, confinement, centered mind, you go into the meditation section, mm-hmm. and that's what balances out the love. Why? Because meditation is your inner life, and love is your outer life. So this goes back to the seminar where I was saying there's an inner life and an outer life, mm-hmm. and it's, it's this balance between the inner and the outer, meditation and love. So companionship is for your outer life and it helps you with that balance it helps you enjoy your existence so if you have friction with someone and it's let's just say you know not to put rules on it but if it's more than a one-time occurrence because maybe you can get aggravated with someone once or twice Mm -hmm. but if it's a normal occurrence that's not your companion. Mm. It's not your companion. Yeah. That's a friend or a family member or some sort of relationship that is just has become toxic in some sort of way. Companions don't become toxic. Yeah. It doesn't happen. 
help you enjoy life because you want to talk football with that person or you want to talk spirituality with that person or you enjoy hiking, Mm. right? If you enjoy hiking, well, you can probably find a hiking group on Facebook or go to meetup.com. You can join a hiking group and you can go hiking with five, ten people and a few of them you'll probably become companions with off of the commonality of hiking. Mm-hmm. And like you said some some minutes ago, Keisha, you're not letting them into your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not letting them in. They don't need to come over don't for Sunday to. dinner. <laughs> right. That's, that's how you have people with your working, people that you work with. Like, there's people who I work with that aren't in my life, per se. they just people who... When I'm at work, it's like your it's like your um your your um person that you're glad that they're there because they just make the day easier mm-hmm. when you're there. Um, but you're not going to see them outside. Of but work. I'm not talking to them outside right. of work. I don't call them and find out how their day is doing. I'm not texting them see, I have on a one daily friend basis. That I, we have a very close friendship mm-hmm. outside of work, and then another girl I work with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. And it's interesting when you do work with someone, you have a commonality because you're like, you're on the front lines with them. Mm -hmm. And there's a bond. Right. And then then you're not at that job anymore. And that person never talks to you ever again. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it it happens. That does happen. happen. Yeah, it happens. Because that commonality is gone. Mm -hmm. That was your companion. Mm -hmm. Mm, that yeah. wasn't your friend. No, nope, wasn't my friend. You see the difference? It's yep. significant. It's very significant. Friends are overrated in the sense that they blur the line between family. Mm. Two F words. Family, friends. Mm. They're right together. And they become... A duty. Frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> they become they become a duty. Mm-hmm. You know, just like now you got to work on it to make it mm-hmm. con- to just either like, continue or to work. Yeah. Like you have to work on it for it to for it to stay together. Companionship. There's no work. There's no work. Even like in a marriage, like that's a relationship that you're in. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, that takes work. We still have to like we still have to work on mm-hmm. our relate. You know, on on us. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to. Always yeah, remember. but it shouldn't be work. It should be like a companionship. I think that should be the same thing. No, mm-hmm. that's my belief. I guess. <laughs> yeah, we should walk in the rain and not get wet either. Right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but oh, yeah, you don't so, think that your your marriage should be a companionship, like that you enjoy and it's that almost you shouldn't have to. You, obviously, it takes work, but it shouldn't feel like work. But, but if you enjoy it, but marriage, yeah. you let that you already let that person in by saying I do. Like you right. let so that, but that's not a companion. Right, companionship. You don't let that person in. Right, it's just like when I used to work seven p to seven a on my um, twelve hour shift. I had my team that worked with me, and we worked very well together. And they were cool while we were. They, we would order out. That's who I had. I spent all my time with them, doing my twelve-hour shifts with them. But never did I ever have a conversation with them outside of work, unless I saw them at a store right. and saw them. And but hey, you know. You but doing? never did I ever talk to them outside of work, text them outside of work, 
or we got together and went out to dinner and hung yeah, out. Yeah. It was never any of that. That was sure. just my team yeah. that I worked with yeah. and who helped me be able to make my job easier to get through that 12-hour shift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's basically what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes, it makes sense. And so we need to go through our life and you know, sort of collect companions. And, the, you know, arguably the best way to do that is by getting involved with uh, your your hobbies, mm-hmm. you know, groups of your hobby, and just like mm-hmm. you were talking about with the rave group, mm-hmm. Tina, you know. So, and the, the hiking example I gave. So whatever your hobby is, you'll meet people that you look forward to seeing, you enjoy mm-hmm. it. Right. But as soon as you let them in too far... Then it becomes a relationship. Right. Now it's so, work. Take for instance, like you and I at one point were just companions. Mm-hmm. We're no longer companions anymore because we've let each other in each other's world. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So. I get it. High five. Hey, <laughs> we're friends. Now, now you guys can piss each other off. <laughs> we can take it out on the back. Right. <laughs> we can take it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Companions don't usually tick the other person off, you know? Everybody pisses me off at one point or another, though. Yeah, you want to throat chop everyone. <laughs> Not everyone, just you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Y'all, what do you do that she wants to throat chop? <laughs> I haven't wanted to throat chop Keisha. Well, remember, anything that's aggravating or insulting or embarrassing is usually the ego. Yeah. Unless it's like getting stuck in traffic or, you know, circumstantial. Mm. And, you know, I, I think it's important to note that our egos crave romance and affection. And that's the illusion of wanting friendships and marriages. We're always looking to be hugged and kissed and we want our hands held and we want to snuggle when we when we get so deep that we're craving these things from someone now we're setting ourselves up for disappointment and we're setting ourselves up to have our egos bruised with a companion you don't have this with a companion you're just joyfully having conversation or doing an activity. And if that companion goes bye-bye and you only had one month with that companion or even 15 minutes with that companion, it's okay. The attachment isn't there. That's inner peace. We have to be alone. That's the part of the meditation. That's part. That's the confinement mm-hmm. in the meditation section. Is to be in solitude, to be alone. But you can't be alone 24 hours. Mm-mm. And so when you get out there into your outer life, you want it to be enjoyable. And companionship is what does that getting around like-minded people who are all into the same thing that you are 
and having great conversation and sharing stories and what have you and you know that's 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 the beauty of it and again some people might have a dog i see a lot of rvers i love studying rvers Mm -hmm. i love watching the youtube videos and stuff it's fascinating to me people who you know are in travel trailers or motor homes a lot of them travel with their dog Mm -hmm. and then they go to these rv parks and they get companions and they get yeah Yeah. they get companions Mm -hmm. they get companions and they're living they're living an, an extraordinary life and i see these these beautiful people on youtube a lot of them are older women Mm-hmm. In their mid to late sixties, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and that's gonna be my mother. And they just mm-hmm. they just take off. They they put their earnings into a mobile home, mm-hmm. and bam, they're out there, and they're having a blast. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure the some of the companionships turn into friendships, right? Yeah, yeah. My yeah, mother, well, she um just take trips on her by herself. Well, that's good. Um, like she'll go, like she's gone to Martha's Vineyard mm-hmm. um, with the senior group. She comes back and that's it. Like she doesn't see them again until the next trip. Mm-hmm. She sees them when she goes to sign up mm-hmm. for the trips because she knows that they're going to sign right. up for the trip. Right. Right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's almost the same group of people uh, all the time. Right. So she doesn't need to talk to them outside of right. that because she knows that she's going to see them on the trip. <laughs> Right. So. Right. Yeah. If you if you're friends with someone for thirty years, or you've been family with someone forever, there's all sorts of possible resentment. Mm-hmm. There's things you're holding on. You haven't let it go through catharsis, which is in the purification mm-hmm. section mm-hmm. of the inner peace practice, and so you're holding on to things, and it gets tricky. And with companionship, mm-hmm. it's just, hey, man, we're just connecting right now. See you next Thursday, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's it's a really beautiful thing. Here's a form of companionship you probably didn't think of. Escort service. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, well, yeah. yeah well, I guess. even though it's paid, it's still companionship. Yeah. I know, right? And, yeah, but a and lot it, of the time they're doing more than just companionship. Sure. If you look at the rules of the escort service like you're paying for someone's time mm-hmm. yeah. there are men out there usually in their 50s or 60s some of them don't even want to have sex yeah, they pay for the woman to come hang out with them. to come hang out mm-hmm. sometimes they bring them event. they'll bring them to an event yeah i i knew a girl out in um los angeles who was approached by a guy who tried to recruit her to join his stable of like companions for hire. <laughs> and he had a clientele of rich men who hired beautiful young women in their 20s to, you know, be their companions and go out with them to black tie affairs and galas and maybe even weddings and stuff. So they needed a date, you know, and they wanted to have the trophy on their arm, but also they wanted to be able to talk to someone and ride in the limo and the nice car. And 
very interesting dynamic. People are searching for companionship. Not everyone is able to, some people aren't very social and they're not out there. So what do you do if you got money and you're not very social? You probably just buy it, you know, no different than sex. Now we can get it without paying for it, obviously, by finding groups and finding things through your hobbies and stuff. So you'll naturally collect companions throughout your life as long as you're not sitting in the house and being a hermit, unless you're finding them online in Facebook groups or whatever. But we want to collect these companions. A very important part of your outer life and definitely falls under the category of love. Because not only will you have love for that person, but you'll gain more love for your life and for yourself. You'll get a feeling, oh, I can't wait to see this person. I can't, we're going to talk football. I can't wait. All right. I can't wait to see this person. We're going to play chess, you know. So if you want that inner peace, there it is. The first section is meditation, conscious eye, centered mind or centeredness, confinement. Then there's purification. What's under purification, Keisha? Clean living, catharsis, charity work. Yep. And then there's love. There's childlikeness, companionship. And the next podcast episode will be celebration. <laughs> and that'll make up nine C's. So definitely go back to episode number one and start the journey. If you're just listening to this, I got a few people that told me they jump right into whatever the latest episode is. Mm. Like, oh, don't forget episode one, two, and three. Really? Right. The first 10 to 12 all are going to go together. Mm -hmm. And then I'll start interviewing people and start spreading it out. But that inner peace practice is definitely based on these nine episodes plus the seminar. Mm. So that's 10 episodes. If you're looking for more info, go to drreese.com. That's doctor spelled out. Be sure to find me on social media. It may not be me. It might be someone else running the page, but I'll get the message somehow. Instagram, Reese, Facebook, Reese. All right, we'll see you on the next one. Celebration. Walk with peace. Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, Feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, may peace be with you.